0: Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest holistic health without engaging in the complexities of the diet culture cycle. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board certified family physician and the founder of Living at Your Finest Corporation. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out, only for it to come tumbling over. Imagine a world where you're constantly living at your finest, with a focus on possessing your worth, nourishing your spirit and body, leading to you being a triumphant, health champion well search no more this podcast is just for you together we can try off on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health struggles using an exciting holistic approach fun fundamental and faith-based so i hope you're ready for some candid dialogue happy Friday and welcome living at your finest champions dr bob here as your host for episode 16. Today is a special day. Well, every day is a special day, but today is extraordinarily special because I get to record a podcast on my birthday. Today is my birthday, so happy birthday to me. It's a blessing. I consider it a blessing from God that I get to use my voice to transcend across continents on matters pertaining to holistic health. I am excited today because I get to also speak about the topic that is dear to my heart, mindset. We're going to be talking about how you can master your mindset to favor your health. Now, this has impacted my life positively, and it has caused so much transformation in my life and my health altogether since my last birthday. So you know I love to share, and I'm going to dive into what that means. I'm going to speak about what a mindset is, how does mindset relate to holistic health, the different types of mindset, how we can cultivate a mindset that promotes healing through mindful acts and meditation. You know, for the first time, In years, I will actually, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to my physical, my annual physical, you know, in the past, I used to be like, oh, gosh, they're going to tell me about my weight, my BMI, my blood pressure, my cholesterol, you know, and it's funny because don't tell my PCP I said this, but I usually go undercover so they don't know that I'm a physician myself. And I do this, you know, just fun, you know, investigator, want to hear what they're going to tell me, want to gauge this service, you know, without knowledge of who I am, you know, but it's fun until they start telling me about my BMI or my weight. But this time I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my annual physical because, you know, without just changing my mindset. And the way I eat and the way I eat, my relationship with food has naturally let the weight off. And I feel strong. I feel healthy. I'm at peace and not stressed, you know, because I have a proper mindset. So I'm really, really, really chilled and thrilled about this. And I, I am really itching to share all these. But before we do that, let us hop into the segment of the podcast where we feature the living at your finest champion for the week. I love this segment because we hear from other women who strive daily to live at their finest holistic health, and they're pleased to share with others so that we're healthier together. So thank you so much, Kim, for sharing your health win with us.
1: Good morning, everyone. And I say good morning because I love the mornings. My name is Kim Harrison. I'm a wife of 41 years, a mother of two grown children, and a grandmother of eight grandchildren. I retired from the middle school classroom, and I currently am an instructor at Kennesaw State University, working with senior education majors. As I got older, I really worked to better myself through exercise and through eating better. When COVID hit, like many of us, it was it was tough. You couldn't get to the gym. Um, you're home all day, snacking. I became a professional snacker. Um, it took one trip on the scale for me to say, um, I've got to do better. I want to come out of this time better. I can't row my boat backwards. We can't go back to everything we did. I can only row my boat forwards. So I looked at structuring my day better, starting my day with what am I going to do? What am I going to accomplish for myself and myself to be better? And I, I start my day with a devotion I look where I can walk and take in all the beauty that's out there. Um, And I really now, I find that makes me appreciate everything I have. So that is my win, and I hope to pass on.
0: Please note that though I am a family physician, I am not your physician. My goal is to provide a platform for educational purposes and for all matters pertaining to health and personal development. The words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. Please consult your doctor for your specific needs. Thank you. What is mindset? This is a collection of thoughts and beliefs that shape our thought habits. These thought habits in turn affect how we think, how we feel and what we do. Your mindset impacts the way you make sense of the world and how you make sense of yourself. So mindset is related and shapes our attitudes and our beliefs. So to be precise, your attitude is just how you feel about something which is reflected through your behavior. And this is always, or. well, I try not to say always, but most times it's a learned tendency to evaluate things, people, issues, objects, events, all in a certain way. So mindsets affect your, your thoughts, your attitude, and subsequently your behavior. Now, according to the Oxford Dictionary, attitudes is a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Again, as I said, this eventually shapes your behavior. Now, when we have these thought process, they can either be negative or positive, and sometimes you could, you know, be uncertain about how you feel. But these attitudes actually, according to some researchers, have found out that they have three main components. One, an emotional component, meaning how the object, person, or event makes you feel you know, for me, being around certain people or certain places just made me hungry. I was constantly eating. Even if I wasn't hungry, I was just eating because that's what I do when I'm there. You know, Thanksgiving, there's a punch of food. So I eat like a gluten, you know, or, you know, uh, if you're at work that you can't pass by the break room and there's a donut, I'm like, Hey, there's a donut, emotional. So that's an emotional attitude. And this is just food we're talking about. It could also be, you know, how you feel when you walk into a place. You see somebody that you, you know, you're not friendly with, and all of a sudden your your spirit is downcast, and you know, so that could be an emotional component. The second component is cognitive, so your thought and your belief about a subject, um, and a subject that I can reference is the diet culture. So you know, I was afraid of food. I was afraid of eating. I'm like, if I eat that, it's going to go into my hips. It's going to go into my belly. And then I will now convert back to the diet culture, which as you have all heard in my previous episodes, that diet culture, they don't work. They just set you out for failure. So that's a cognitive component, Just my thought process around the subject leading to other actions that are not benefiting. The third is the behavioral component. And this is how the attitude influences our behavior. Um, so for instance, you know, growing up, as I mentioned, even though we eat healthy, we always had a dessert. You know, you know, my dad would come back from work as a lecturer, long hours, hey dad, bring dessert, bring cup nubs, bring digestive biscuit. And so that was a behavior. Whenever he was coming, we were expecting it. So it was a learned behavior. Our mindset shapes our attitude and our attitude reinforces our mindset. So these are a few examples that demonstrate how our mindset affects our attitude, which can be reflected through our lifestyle choices. There are two main types of mindsets that we develop that can influence our overall holistic health. And when I say holistic health, I'm gonna use the acronym that physical, occupational social spiritual environmental emotional intellectual and financial so that is the holistic health that i'm referring to and there are two types of mindsets that do this growth mindset and fixed mindset and this is according to phd carol dwick in her book mindset the new psychology of success, how we can learn to fulfill our potential. She describes that the growth mindset means that change is possible, learning is possible, recovery is possible. And once you believe the is your limit, you would reach for higher heights. You don't settle for less. You're also in the growth mindset. You're inspired by others success. You're not threatened by it. You rejoice when others rejoice. You embrace challenges because it makes us stronger. We embrace being in that state of lifelong learning because we're empowered. We listen more than we speak and we listen to understand. Now, the fixed mindset speaks to our thinking process where we always feel that nothing is going to get better you know, this is complete opposite of the growth mindset, given up easily, my health cannot get any better. I am just stuck with this blood pressure issue. I'm stuck with diabetes. We're not even learning how to do better, not even learning to make efforts one day at a time, one fight at a time. This is also, a mindset where you ignore feedback. For growth, you always want feedback. You always want to learn. You always want to get better. But in the fix, you don't You don't care. You don't want to hear anybody's opinion. So you stunt your growth because you don't want to receive feedback. You know, my mom said to me growing up and always said it for years that the eyes cannot see itself. So we have to allow other people to see. Of course, people you trust to give you meaningful feedback for, for growth to enable growth. There are other aspects of the growth versus fix. And, you know, growth is more of an optimistic person. Fixed is more pessimistic. You know, you see things as always possible. There's always another way versus the fix where nothing changes. So those are the subtle differences between growth and fix. And we need to ask ourselves, where do we stand? Because whichever mindset we have ultimately influences our outcome. It affects our life, our health, and just how our cells respond. So let's take a minute and reflect. You know, I had a patient that always felt that she was always going to be ill. She was always going to be sick, always looking for something. And unfortunately, she ended up having cancer because she spoke it. She called it forth. You know, so we need to understand how to get to that mindset that is nurturing, that serves us, that keeps us healthy. And it's a gradual process, but once we get it, there's freedom and clarity. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if we apply this to our health, it gives us freedom. It, It allows us to see a better way, another way. You know, for me, you know, I was able to apply Positive thinking in everything, every aspect of my life, except my health. So going, get into the medical school, getting married, having children—all of these were believe and and positive, um, prayer, pray true. But when it came to my health, it was just a big struggle. But I had to learn that that is also a part that my mindset needed to shift, and that it was possible, and I didn't have to succumb to the diet culture cycle. Thank you for your support to the Living at Your Finest podcast. Friendly reminder to please subscribe on iTunes if you have not done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence, and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. What are the ways to develop a mindset that is beneficial to our health? Well, let me tell you by practicing mindfulness and meditation. The difference between mindfulness and meditation is that mindfulness actually means you're paying attention to it in a particular way on purpose in the present time and non-judgmental. You know, and I struggled with this for years because I get distracted easily and I get bored easily, but I had to learn to slow down Deep breaths in and out, get out of the sympathetic stage where I was always stressed to a parasympathetic stage where I was breathing deep breaths in and out, and I wasn't always reacting to every stimuli that came my way. Now, meditation, on the other hand, is a deep state of relaxation where you allow your body to heal from stress. Um, It involves both sides of your brain because it helps you build communication pathways between the logical left brain and the creative right brain. And studies actually reveal that if you do this two to five times on a regular basis, it's actually more relaxing and restful than sleep. Isn't that amazing? Meditation is more relaxing and restful than sleep. So this is definitely something that I've embarked upon and I've seen the rewards now. Both meditation and mindfulness allows your brain to reconcile everything that is going on in our lives. It helps you to bring your focus to the present moment. And it helps us to connect with our intuition and stay out of the state of stress long-term. So this is not short-term, long-term that even after you're out of that meditation state, you're ripping the, the rewards. It's like when you do strengths, right? When you have carry the weights your muscles are still working even when you're not pulling strands. So it's the same concept here. And this reminds me of the scripture that says, arm yourself with the armor of God and the breastplate of righteousness. So, you know, you need the, to, to, to fight the good fight. You're already armed because you've, you, you've gotten yourself into that mindset of healthy thinking and healthy living. Now, some insights to how mindfulness and meditation work. Let me share this with you. They both decrease cortisol, which is a stress hormone. They increase serotonin and dopamine levels. Dopamine levels, excuse me. Those are two neurotransmitters that influence our moods, our sleep, and our focus. Now, who doesn't want that? Definitely, engaging in mindfulness and meditation will help to achieve that. Another thing that it does, it increases our function of the prefrontal cortex of the brain when we meditate and we're mindful and we're present and we're listening and we're engaged and we're not all over the place it helps us to organize and respond without being in a state of fear and positively it influences our growth factors which protects our genes amazing I'm sure hearing all of this will make you think twice again about mindfulness practicing mindfulness and meditation how do you start? How did I start? Now, the simple way of practicing mindfulness is just focusing on one thing at a time. Yes, I said that. Focus on one thing at a time. I used to say multitasking was the best thing since sliced bread, or <laughs> but it's true what the researchers have said. Multitasking depletes your energy, and it really is counterproductive. You use so much energy and you're not as efficient as you think you are. Uh, I'm a work in progress on this, definitely. Being present in the moment, focusing on one thing at the time. You know, it's like when I'm eating now, I'm not watching TV. I'm not on my phone, scrolling through my phone. I am eating. I am just eating, focusing on eating and enjoying the food, tasting the nutrients chewing properly, not gobbling everything down. Same thing like when I'm exercising, I'm listening to my body's knee, the pre and the post stretch, not, um, you know, staying hydrated, just listening to my buddy. When we're mindful, we're listening to our buddies. The same thing like when you're in the company of friends, you're actually listening to them. You're not thinking about what you need to do later. We're all in the habit of that, but definitely learning to slow down and be mindful helps us to be in tune with our buddies. You know, a lot of times, you know, our buddies have to scream out, ah, I, need, I need a physical, I need to see a doctor before we actually go and see a doctor. We need to pay attention to when we're getting this subtle cues here and there, that's what mindfulness does for you when we're present. Um, definitely when we're present, when we're mindful of what we are nutrients, we're feeding ourselves, we get rid of the crap, and crap means the carbonated drinks, you know, um, pro- artificial for the A, the artificial sweeteners, the P for the processed foods, and the R, Sorry, I went backwards. So the R is the refined sugars. So stay getting rid of the crap. So mindfulness helps. It helped me do this. Now, meditation, using meditation to master our mindset. This helps me to pay attention um, because if I don't pay attention to my thoughts and how they're serving me, they are going to hurt me in the long run. And that's what happened for years. My thought mindset was hurting me because I was in this diet cycle. I was... Eating healthy but eating unhealthy at the same time, doing both. And the that combo wasn't good. I was like, you know, you can it's the same thing like we say, kind of have to run a bad diet. So meditation definitely helped because I was able to pay attention to my thoughts. I was able to hear myself and and see where the origin of my of my you know actions, where they were coming from. And you can only do this when you're meditating. Um, When you're praying, when you're reading your Bible, when you're understanding the situation, when you're cultivating um, that side where you are promoting positive vibes around you. Again, it takes time, but day by day, we get better. For me, just meditating in the morning made a big difference and praying and, and, you know, reflecting. And it takes time, especially in this fast paced world, you know, you get up, you jump out of bed, but taking time to know what set an intention for the day, set an intention and try not to deviate from it. And if you do, the next day is another day, do better. So the more we practice, the easier it becomes. We're able to integrate meditation and mindfulness into our daily life. The more you do this, the better our bodies are, the better we're able to master our mindsets. We get rid of mindsets that are not serving us. And when we get rid of mindsets that are not serving us, we ultimately are healthier. Now, the way that I have mastered my mindset to favor my health with meditation, I do what I call the journaling dumping, really helpful, Epsom salt baths very good especially if I you know I use the magnesium the magnesium and it helps to relax the muscles spending time in nature is a good meditation time you can pray sing there's this new thing that I've been doing called the hydrotherapy so you know I have my shower with hot water but then at the tail end one to two minutes I use the cold and it really helps to engage me helps me to set an intention for the day You know, being in my own quiet time, listening to God's response. You know, a lot of time when we pray, we just pray and then we go out. We're not listening to God's voice and hearing what He has to say, just His ministration. Now, in terms of mindfulness, what I do to master my mindset is be present with family and friends, community engagement, and giving back and being present, not doing multiple things at multiple times. And I promise you, this has made a difference. This year, celebrating my birthday today, I feel the freedom. I feel that this has been beneficial for me. I feel that my mindset is in a better place. And it's a daily, you know, daily progress, I should say, uh, you know, constantly working on it and ensuring that my environment is an enriched environment. I'm hopeful that this tip and information will help you develop a mindset that will serve your health better. I know we live in a world that has the good, the bad, and the ugly, but we have to control the negative influences that, we, that surrounds us through this mindful practice and meditation using the discussed methods and repeatedly tell ourselves, even in the pandemic, this too shall pass. I hope you will join me next week for another episode of living at your finest podcast until then remember that together we can triumph as women health champions because we need to we deserve to and most suddenly we can achieve to live at our finest holistic health Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you would be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, Join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together, you know my favorite hashtag, hashtag healthier together. See you soon, take care, and God bless.